So what's up? Are we recording? I don't know if we're actually recording or not. Stop. What's up, everybody? My name is Andrew Merrick, and this is Andy's Picks Podcast. On today's episode, I'm going to compare my life to an episode of SpongeBob, uh, talk about some things going on in the world, and share more about my experience with the transition of going to college. Um, in regards to what's going on in the world, uh, I'm going to discuss a couple facets of the conflict in Ukraine and uh, share my, some of my frustrations about the poor foreign policy from the Biden administration, uh, which I believe uh, led us to such a tumultuous point. But of course, I know nothing. I, that's, but does anybody really? So uh, first, me, I got to be honest with you guys, I am really scared right now thinking uh, back on the some of the decisions I've made like the last couple of months I mean I constantly ask myself like is this the right path for me um, the fear doesn't really lie in like the proposition of failing uh, as I'm fortunate enough to have had enough failures to see the tremendous value that lies in missing your mark um, at times but my fear in this case um, it's fear of whether or not I want this badly enough to do it because uh, anything in life is really just dependent on whether you want it or not. Um, at least that's, that's what I'm starting to figure out. Um, it's like, what are they, what's that one saying? It's like either the you eat or get eaten. So um, the farther I get down this path, though, the, the harder it gets. Uh, I never really knew it would be this hard, but this difficult or stressing or utterly painful. But every day I decide that the pain's better than the alternative. So uh, the alternative is like that episode of SpongeBob where Squidward moves away from SpongeBob and Patrick to the Squid Village or whatever it's called. Um, he finds a bunch of rows of like houses that all look like his uh, and he sees a bunch of other squids like they're all partaking in the same squiddy squiddy activities that he does uh, at first he's he's overjoyed to be part of that community that's uh, that's representative of him and his beliefs uh, you could say as narcissistic as they may be uh, but he's able to fit right into the fold if you if you will but uh, fit in as he does, he finds himself lost really quickly. The the morning bike rides that he, he wakes up and uh, is excited to do and the trips to the store that he once enjoyed were now nuanced by everybody doing the same thing. Um, that which he once took great pleasure in had been stripped from him, uh, even his fiddling with the good old clarinet. Uh, after, uh, so Squid did this for a little bit. He did they, they did a classic SpongeBob time lapse of, him going through the motions and he eventually finds himself on a beach or uh, excuse me, a bench in the park. Uh, he's like overtly depressed, but he's trying to reassure himself that everything's going great. He's like, it's everything's great. Everything's great. He just whispers that to himself over and over until something catches his attention. So the thing that catches his attention is a, a leaf blower. So there's a leaf blower that's left by one of the maintenance workers on the other side of the park. And it's the same leaf blower that, uh, Patrick and Spongebob used to piss him off at the beginning of the episode, which was the last straw for Squidward, and that led to his change of scenery. However, 
seeing as his life had become nothing but the day after day of the same thing over and over, Squidward's desperation for fun and play leads him to pick up the leaf blower. So after he, of course, getting his nose stuck with it, as any sane person might do, uh, sucking in their nose, and then he flipped it on to blow and then started blowing his eyelids and eye sockets out, he turned to the other squids to mess with them, um, still looking for that change of pace and some real fun. However, uh, they all got pissed at him because they didn't like getting the leaf blower blown at them or their croquet set sucked away from them. So uh, <laughs> they formed a big mob and then just started chasing Squidward around. Uh, and at the same time, Squid was starting to crack from his routine lifestyle. SpongeBob and Patrick show up trying to rescue him and hoping to bring him back home. Uh, and after eventually getting in, they uh, tap nearly every squid on the shoulder or to give him a big hug from behind. And then uh, they keep finding that none of them are Squidward. Um, but so the episode ends with Squidward being cornered by the mob. And then SpongeBob and Patrick are at the back of the crowd still looking for him. And ironically, the police are at the front of the pack, violent, and they like violently hand are like here. They're like here. It's a they give to Squidward. It's a notice of complaints from all the angry mob people, uh, and they pretty much just ask him to leave. And they're like, you know, if you don't want to live here, you don't have to live here. And so that gave Squidward like a aha moment, and then he just launched himself up in the air and with the leaf blower, and then flew away from the neighborhood. Uh, meanwhile, SpongeBob and Patrick are calling Squidward's name still. Um, classic idiots. Uh, <laughs> I love SpongeBob. So they see him like fly above them with a leaf blower, uh, but they agree that there's like no way that could be him because Squidward doesn't know how to have fun. Uh, and then that was it. <laughs> the end. Uh, apparently, some people think this is like the scariest SpongeBob episode of all time. I mean, I kind of see why, along with the like obvious point of how much a good thing can be bad or uh you don't know how good something is until you lose it i think it I, I think it does go a little bit deeper than that one thing in particular that stood out to me was the fact that they told squidward that he wasn't forced to stay there yet so many people feel forced to stay with this in, within a system or hierarchy out of fear of like having nowhere to land if they were to jump ship uh and they just get stuck in that comfort um Squidward, however, he realized the importance, uh, I mean, eventually, he realized the importance of what's doing, of doing what's best for him, even if it meant, like, going against the other squids, uh, who he had so much in common with, so, but another thing that interests me about this episode is SpongeBob and Patrick's inability to recognize Squidward, uh, due to just the change in persona, not anything to do with the actual appearance. Uh, sure, at first the pair was just going up to everybody they saw, but at one point, um, Squidward actually flew by them with the leaf bluer. Uh, this is like when the mob was starting to form, and Patrick and SpongeBob were like, they were immediately like, yeah, that's not him, just because due to the fact that he's having fun, and they're like, they've never seen that before. Uh, that, it kind of shows an interesting dynamic that the relationship has between SpongeBob, Patrick, and then Squidward. Uh, the chemistry is kind of rooted in their differences. Many of their traits are polar opposites, and they balance each other out in quite amusing ways. But when that dynamic is shattered, um, both Squidward and SpongeBob are left feeling lost. And I think I find similar or similar dynamics in real relationships, especially 
amongst like family and teams and stuff like that. And I'm surprised how, like how much this episode was able to speak to that. I mean, I feel like the, there's a need for that type of dynamic that goes beyond relationships with, uh, other people. And, uh, I think it's even more important within ourselves. One of the great, greatest pieces of advice I've ever heard is quote, you should be a monster, an absolute monster. And then you should learn how to control it. And that was said by Jordan Peterson. He also said, quote, to be a better person, don't be harmless. He kind of elaborated on this topic. He went and said, if you're harmless, you're not virtuous. You're just harmless. You're like a rabbit. It can't do anything but get eaten. It's not virtuous. If you're a monster and you don't act, act monstrous, monstrously, then you're virtuous. But also you have to be a monster. The hero has to be a monster, a controlled monster. Incorporate the part of yourself that is monstrous, develop it and own it. Uh, As I said before on my podcast, my main focus over the last year has been solely self-improvement and frankly, as we've all probably experienced, when you look within yourself, you often get slapped in the face. Um, and that's why you have to be brave, brave enough to face it. And so face the dragon and get the gold and go be a hero to yourself. Um, yeah, meanwhile in Ukraine, kind of shifting topics here, uh, 10 people who were waiting in line for bread were shot dead by Russian forces who opened fired, uh, one of many occurrences on the long list of attacks on civilians and non-military targets and said to be a war crime. Uh, Secretary of State Anthony Blinken said during a news conference, quote, yesterday President Biden said that in his opinion, war crimes have been committed in Ukraine. Personally, I agree. He added, quote, intentionally targeting civilians is often, or excuse me, intentionally targeting civilians is a war crime. After all the destruction of the past few weeks, I find it difficult to conclude that the Russians are doing otherwise. End quote. Another tragic occurrence was the um, Russian bombing of a theater in Maripol where hundreds of people have taken shelter, which isn't the, it's not the first time Russians have done something like this. They did this back in, I believe it was the late 90s where they, uh, like, they, they blew up a, they would, well, they just bomb civilian targets and, and just kill hundreds and hundreds of people. Um, according to Anthony Blinken, the secretary of state quote, the word children had been written in Russian and giant right letters on the pavement outside the building so that you can know from the air that there were children inside. Actually, it was written on both sides of the building, um, in big white letters. There's a picture of that, that the wall street journal posted, uh, the other day and it's kind of chilling, uh, just like the video that president. Volinsky, I believe that's his name, uh, showed Congress the other day, but I mean, it is war and that's what war looks like. ABC news reported, um, which I got from a, an article from the daily wire said, quote, just moments before Blinken stepped out to speak, a state department official confirmed to ABC news that a U.S. citizen was killed on Thursday in Ukraine after sure Nehev Regional Police reported an American was killed by Russian shelling there. 
Two American journalists, a filmmaker, and a Fox News camera person were also killed this week covering the war. End quote. Yeah, really bad stuff happening over there that, um, I don't know, it's just a mess. Meanwhile, across the border in Russia, Putin's attempting to put an end to any doubt within their lines. In his video speech to the Russian people, Putin said, uh, per translation, quote, the collective West is attempting to splinter our society in order to provoke a people's re rebellion in Russia. But any people, the Russian people especially, are able to dis distinguish true patriots from the bastards and traitors and will spit them out. I am certain that this I'm certain that this necessary and natural self-cleaning of society will only strengthen our country, our solidarity, togetherness, and our readiness to answer any calls to action. Um, following the plea from help from the Ukrainian president, Biden announced an additional $800 million worth of aid to Ukraine, uh, bringing the total up this week to a billion and two billion total since uh, Biden took off as per the Daily Wire. Um, but, it, of course, this just does wonders for our national debt. Uh, for those that you don't know, um, our government has basically fucked itself with the amount of spending they've done over the last uh, two decades or so, uh, especially the last two decades. Uh, our national debt surpassed the $30 trillion mark in January of 2022, and uh, it's growing more rapidly than ever. For um, for perspective, when George W. Bush took office in 2001, the debt was about $5.5 trillion. Um, Bush's presidency saw some of the largest additions to the debt with massive spending on the war on terror as well as significant economic stimulus spending during the 2008 recession. Uh, but when he left office, the debt surpassed $10 trillion. Um, which isn't completely unreasonable, uh, considering all that happened, even though there's uh, another argument to be had whether the course of action was correct or not or anything. Or But Barack Obama continued the new presidential habit of blowing out the budget with an even greater increase in the debt uh, to just $100 billion short of the $20 trillion mark when uh, he gave the reins over to Trump in 2017 um after the 2016 election the national debt saw a very um insignificant growth during the first two years of trump's presidency but it did take a hit uh as expected upon the arrival of covid19 and then the economic uncertainties that came with that uh nevertheless the debt topped 27 and a half trillion at the end of his term uh, and then biden came in strong and blind uh, as we might hit $34 trillion by the end of this year, and it's only his first year in office. So uh, for those that think we can just keep spending money, the answer is we can, and uh, at least until the dollar comes worthless and crypto and uh, more fungible currencies become king again. Um, so, But in order for, make, for me to make a change in the world, uh, I, of course, have to look within because I, I only... I can only control what's going on in my life, so that's why I've tried to talk a lot about like how much I've grown over the past year because that, that growth was necessary for me. Last week, I only shared a small part of my journal as I was like trying to set up what it could and should be, 
which is like a disposition of my thoughts and experiences while I was trying to garner the greatest understanding uh, possible from said events. So on July 19th of last year, uh, one week after my prior entry, I wrote at 12.26 a.m. I said, I feel really good right now. I'm in the spot physically. I like the spot I'm in physically, and my mental state is in an interestingly good place. Excuse me. My diet is now, my diet now is in a really good state. Like today, on my way home from Jocko's house, I reflected on my diet. Well, that's kind of whack. Today, I had a protein shake, a bottle of water, an apple. I cut the grass, uh, ate McAllister's, worked out, Chipotle, and drank more water and another apple. I also think that I'm in a good place with the girls, seeing as for the first time in, I think, ever, I had more snaps from females than males on a full homepage. <laughs> I forgot if I had written anything about the shrooms, but then I thought some of the other stuff. Uh, LOL, I have more thoughts and entry. Uh, this is kind of weird looking back. Uh, how do I say that I was an entitled 18-year-old without still being the same entitled 18-year-old? I mean, during this time in my life, I was, uh, so I was experiencing a tremendous amount of change. This was last summer after graduating high school, and then uh, I was in a transition period to Miami University, um, kind of with the hope that something there would save me. Um, Soon I realized that the only person that truly cares about you is you. Uh, and I recognized how dumb it was for me to be obsessed with social media gimmicks and the opinions of others. And that helped me drive down the path of a more self-centered approach to my life, which completely um, out of selfishness to, uh, to my dreams and beliefs and desires. Uh, a couple weeks later on August 2nd, I wrote a little bit more uh, Uh, sorry, I, I wrote a little bit more when uh, I was feeling really depressed after just watching season two of Outer Banks uh, and sulking and all the things that I didn't have in my life. Uh, so I wrote at one twenty-one in the morning. Uh, I just finished watching season two of OBX today. It made me think about a lot of things. I see a lot of myself in Ward Cameron, or at least a lot of what could happen to me if I'm not careful. I see a lot of myself in John DeLorean as well, but I, I want to be like them in a way, which I will admit to myself, but I don't want to share because it sounds selfish. I guess I don't know. I know my goal and I know the next step of my path. I don't need to know anything right now. Anyways, Dr. Blank wanted me to write out some of the things that... Uh, times my dad has hurt me or some of the things that stick out so with that that was a exercise that came from my uh psychologist at the time uh and he i we were talking about how i started getting into journaling and stuff like that and so one of the things that he suggested was me to me is like write down the significant memories that were like painful to me um and of course, it's in like my journals, and like nobody would ever see it, and nobody would ever care. And so it's just uh, 
things that I could kind of like get off my plate. And so I wrote a few things down, of course, if I share them, it, it, it has no context in this form, but, um, no, I wrote down a couple, a, a lot of things that were just like painful. Uh, after all that, that kind of took a lot out of me writing that. But I said, after that, I said, I want to be a good father. All I want is to have a strong, confident, mature, smart, and beautiful woman as my partner. I want to be a loyal, loyal partner, a devoted father, and have a family that I can call my own. But I want to be able to give them the best of me, as they deserve, not like what I got from my childhood. What childhood? LOL. Cincinnati is no longer the place for me. Miami might have something to offer. Go in with an open mind, forget about the past, and start working to make this a reality. What about mom and Jocko? Pain, often. Not out of disgust or resentment or hate of any sort, but a feeling of being trapped under a roof that doesn't feel like my own. Pain is back. So as you might be able to tell at this point, uh, I'm getting a lot better at providing like a little bit more details and insights to the thoughts that I'm having at that time. Uh, and that's all by design. I, I, I remember trying to write down like every possible thing that came to my, my mind uh, in the hope of if I'd stick to it, I'd, I'd get better and better and better. Uh, so that's why my next entry, I practice recalling a story uh, with the hope that I'd remember it more clearly and uh, like have it in my mind to tell my friends. So the next day on August 3rd, I wrote, uh, I started writing at one in the afternoon, uh, about the first time I got pulled over. So I wrote, I got pulled over for the first time today and I did everything wrong. So I was driving on Indian Hill road. Uh, I went 52 over a hill right past a cop and a 35. So I hit the brakes, turned my flashers on and he followed me out of the woods. Uh, I was able to hide everything before the cop got close and I blared some Kanye because I thought, why not? It's a free country. Uh, side note, I had, a, I had this girl call me 100% American the other day. Uh, I was just talking about some like basic free speech stuff. So, I mean, actually, so, so yeah, some bitch called me fucking like, she's like, you're all American. And I was like, what? So she was just... I don't know. She was just extremely rude, but she was everything she did. I found funny. Everybody else was just getting pissed off, but by what she did, but it definitely made my day. Anyway, so I wrote, uh, "quote The cop walked up and asked for my license, and I said, of course.' And opened my center console and opened my wallet in my lap. Uh, to my mistake, my fake ID was in the main ID slot of my wallet, so i assumed that the officer saw it right away so i was all like i'm sorry i'm so sorry for this and then i flipped it over right away and slid my real idea out uh the officer told me just to hang out as he walked back to my his car he didn't seem to notice uh but to my surprise he was pretty quick but while i was waiting a another cop pulled up and he was in the new like beefed up ford explorer pursuit vehicle with like the huge air intakes on the front and pulled up and stopped to chat with the guy behind me. Uh, and all I really heard was a cop from the cop that initially pulled me over was, he said, I'm trying to decide whether or not it should pop his cherry. So that got a little smile out of me because he of course did have me dead to rights. So he walked back after that, he walked back up to the window and he said, I really should give you a ticket, but I'm not. And then he just handed back my ID and that was pretty much it. <laughs> um, 
I'm assuming other people have been pulled over, and I'm sure everybody has different experiences. Um, one thing I know for a fact, though, is like being my being white and driving a nice car makes those situations virtually risk-free. And then I've been aware of that privilege that like lies in that since I've been young. But I, I don't really like using the word privilege because it's it's difficult to measure the advantage of white privilege white privilege when it comes to specifics, especially in today's day and age where everything is exaggerated and exacerbated by personal feelings and lack of complete understanding of certain issues. And of course, as I said before, I know nothing. And that's exactly why I'm doing this, because neither does anyone else, uh, if we're being honest. And I think that's the best perspective to have. Um, you should always be willing to learn and hear someone. Uh, my biggest thing is I don't care about telling people my opinions. I just want to hear theirs because I'm trying to build this platform so that I can share me the way I want to share me and, you know, like, fuck off. Uh, but so few people want to put in the effort to do or talk about the things that actually interest them. So with that, I mean, I'm Andrew Merrick. This is Andy's Picks Podcast. You can follow me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube. Uh, This whole episode should be up on there. Uh, Until next time.